friends. This is Mish. And this is Nelly. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to It Be Like That. On this podcast, we'll discuss some current events, self-care, mental health, living Christian lifestyles, and adulting. Oh, shout the ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a few of the many topics that we'll discuss as we also navigate through living Black lives in America and our women roles, especially in Christianity. As people expect Christians just to be nice and sweet and kind all the time. Mm-hmm. And as that is true, we still have feelings and opinions about things that are going on in the world as well. And we get ticked off too sometimes. Yes, we do. And it be like that. Yes, it does. This is a no judgment zone and we promise to keep it real. So buckle up and enjoy as you listen to some seriously funny conversations. Hey guys, it's Mish and Nelly. We're back with another episode. Yes, we're back. <laughs> it's been a while, but we're back and we have a hot topic today. Uh-huh. So before we get into this heavy topic, Nelly, how have you been and what's going on with you? Oh, girl, I've just been trying to get in with this move, you know? Yeah. That's pretty much it. Just adjusting to living in a new area and trying to get my house together and just feeling like everything is all over the place. But other than that, I've been adjusting. And how about you? Uh, Yeah, that sounds like a lot. I get it. Yeah, I've just been pushing through with school, finished up a, a, another quarter. Mm-hmm. And- Started a new one today, so I'm trying to keep the pace. There's no breaks. So I just got to keep the momentum going and juggle it. But, you know, the, the more I complete, uh, every time I complete a quarter, I get a little excited because I'm close to graduation date. Right. That is true. Yes. But, you know, this is all adulting, adulting life. You move <laughs> in. Unpacking can be a lot, so... No, for real. One one box at a time. Oh, girl. And then for me, it's like I didn't take none of my old dresses because I wanted new dresses. So I'm like all my clothes is in boxes right now. So I just feel misplaced. <laughs> I feel like I don't never want to search for clothes. I just pick up the same stuff over and over because I don't feel like searching for it. Yeah, you in big transition, girl. I hear you. Yeah, yeah. Give it time and you have everything how you want it to be and organized and the right furniture you want. Right. We are a kind of people who we really have way too much stuff than we need. I want to be a minimalist. I want the minimalist spirit. <laughs> Is that what you want? I don't I, know if I want that. I, I like I like stuff. <laughs> I feel like I got a bunch of stuff I don't need, but I, it's hard to part with, so... No, I feel you. I, I feel you on that. I feel like I do have a lot of stuff I don't need, but I want them. <laughs> so, yep. Oh, my goodness. But any hoodles. So, guys, today we're going to be talking about racism. Mm-hmm. Relevant, even though it's 2022, we all know it's here I don't know if it's ever going to go away. What do you think? Do you think it'll ever be, like, non-existent? No. No. 
period, huh? <laughs> no, I don't. I don't think it'd ever be non-existent as long as I feel like there is a need for any race or any person that feels superior. Like that need and greed is always there. Mm. So if it's not us, then it's someone else. But that cycle continues to grow. And I guess it's just the whole part of good and evil. So no, I don't think racism will ever go. That is sad for our future. We I know. Has evolved um, as much as much progress that we've made since slavery and civil rights. You know, we are we just kind of transitioned to a different movement and a different cause, where the foundation is still raised and it, the root is, like you said, evil. But yeah, right. I think that once all the all the people who well, all the white people, uh, you know, had something to do with slavery. Once they're all off this earth, maybe it's a possibility. But the way it replicates, I don't right. <laughs> because they teach their young and exactly a lot was exposed in 2020. You know, a lot of people were undercover racists. Now they they like big big races, like they just out. And showing itself, so right. Trump I, made them feel comfortable to come out. It's okay. We can be here. We proud boys. Stand up. You feel me? Yeah. So <laughs> that's why they're out more than ever. They used to try to hide it because there were so many civil rights movements. But I think honestly, they didn't care to hide it. I feel like it just was. It's just in- emphasized now through social media. Mm. That everybody is ready to like show it, like, oh, this is what's happening, this is happening here, this is what's happening here. That it's just becoming more emphasized, but it's been don't we've been having it, it's been here. It's just now social media is putting it in our faces. Yeah, that's a good point. Like, speaking of social media, with Mm -hmm. the whole thing going on with Haley. And her being, you know, the face of Little Mermaid, you know, when I think about since the first Black Cinderella was Brandy, I don't remember this much drama happening. But then again, we didn't have social media back Exactly. Because I, I mean, I was a young kid, too, at that age, right? Yeah. That's like Carson being like, like really grasping what's going on with Harley. Even though there is social media around he's young he's not grasping that i was young when cinderella when the black cinderella came out what, 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 what was that like, was that still grade school or was that junior high i think it had to be around junior high because i feel like we knew her she was our moesha you know right that's true it was definitely in junior high it was definitely before high school but mm-hmm. um yeah it had to high, but that was even more controversial because she had also a black mom, but the and dad, it was the Asian prince. Yeah, and the dad was white, so I think they were trying to be they were trying to be inclusive back then, <laughs> right? But yeah, because but you're right. I don't remember as much hate, but they probably was hating. We just didn't have social media, mm-hmm. and the internet wasn't a thing. We still had dial up back then. Yeah, so people kind of kept their comments to themselves, I guess. Right. 
definitely sad. You know, I felt I felt really bad for Haley. I'm like, dang, I I, I hope she doesn't let this discourage her. I can't mm-hmm. imagine right now. Like, first of all, it's like a big, big high, right? And then it's a big, big low at the same time. Right. Came a Disney character. And I think it's probably like her first big movie. I don't think she's acted. I know her sister has, but yeah. They both acted on Selfish. Um, no, that's not the name of the show. Grownish. That's both where they acted from. Okay, so that was yeah, TV show. They did that. Um, but as far as movie, this is like a big deal. Um, right. Wait, who? Which one? I think. Did she do a play? She did the. This is not Haley's. This is Haley's. I think first big movie, but she did the Color Purple play. Oh snap! This. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I saw a Color Purple play. Um, Did you? A while ago, but I, you know, I think it was travel or something. Yeah, years ago. Um, but that's that's dope. I thought that was the one of the best plays I ever saw. I was in awe. But yeah, I don't think I don't think she was in that one. You know, I'm sure there's multiple plays throughout the world. But I right. it was in um, what's the movie with Beyonce and Cuba Gooding Jr. and it was oh. Uh... I know what you're talking about. She played Beyonce as a little kid. A little kid, right. Yeah. But, you know, you know, she she added to her resume. Mm-hmm. Gotta be like, dang, a slap in the face to see so many people, like, grown people, really. It's, it's always the grown people, because the kids are receiving it. <laughs> right. So, it's it's it makes me really upset to see, like, like and it's not like she's depicting a true character of something mm-hmm. a fish <laughs> right and the idea of oh that's not my mermaid like what it just sounds ridiculous to right. me right it's not like it's a real person right i can see if they had a black person play mulan then i can see why people were mad Right. That's a real person. Mulan really was a person. It really happened. You know what I'm saying? Okay. okay. But even but, if it wasn't a real person, it's a story that depicted in somewhere Asia. So that right. Yeah. So I can see an uproar if a black person played Mulan. Like, okay. Right. I can see if they was mad if a black person played a queen of England, okay? It's a really, a real queen. She was white. Why is this black person playing her? Mm-hmm. But this is a fictional character. Yeah. I can even see them upset if the black person played Lilo, because it's not the culture. Right, yeah. Good point. I think someone tried to justify and say, what if we made, what, what if they would have made Princess Tiana white? And they someone like broke down how, because mm-hmm. uh, I know there was there was about the princess and the frog in books before it was ever a cartoon movie, right? And it was always a white woman and a frog, right? So, right. Yeah, but the way that they made the story, they put um, I don't know the characters' names, but that that scary guy who does the voodoo, right? Or yeah, Doctor something something guy. Yeah. <laughs> The um that 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 older lady who's like a mama, 
a grandma. Uh, uh, Mama Odie. Yeah, Mama Odie. And even the fact that she's in New Orleans and she's like, you know, her family makes their McGumbo, all that. Right. I mean, my family used to do that in Louisiana too. Right. But it did break down like, okay, the first of all, like even like the idea of voodoo is like culturally black. They had to kind of keep that. That was their storyline. They would have had to change the whole storyline if they wanted to make Princess Tiana white. So, you know, people were trying to just... Now you see all these like people trying to make like, oh, what if we remake like Trinidad and put a white face? Like trying to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, they're doing the most. No, they really are. But my whole thing too is okay, if they made Princess Tiana white and they kept the culture, they kept the culture. You know what I'm saying? Because there is white people in New Orleans. Yeah. I, the lady, the girl, her, her best friend was white. Oh, yeah. Her, that- the thing about it is, do they want to depict this white person who working for the for the best friend, or because basically Tiana and her mama was workers. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they're poor. Right. Mm-hmm. Girl, they just never gonna be happy. They just, I just think this just showed another way of of privileged society and in white America. It's, mm-hmm. but. I think um, when I think about racism today, because it's, you know, still so relevant, I think her boyfriend, I don't know Haley's boyfriend, I think it's like a, an acronym, DCM or something, I don't know. DDG. Oh, okay. <laughs> Girl, thank you. Um, I think, mm-hmm. I saw so two posts on social media. One was a comment that he made about how he knew around until his girlfriend played Little Mermaid and he thought that Martin Luther King, you know, abolished all that i don't know if he was serious because then you know obviously social media was dragging him mm-hmm. i even saw a post where amanda is it amanda seals amanda seals yeah well, she was like up oh, she got to break up with him you know um and, and then i saw a post where he graduated from college and he had said i i just let people think i'm stupid i'm not yeah he was valedictorian yeah, he was valedictorian. So I'm like, I don't know that he he had to have been playing because I think he was way. playing. I think the thing about it is people pick and choose what they want to pick and choose to throw at people. No, they didn't say what he said throughout the whole live. First of all, I think the whole live. I think part they grabbed part of the live. First, he was talking about, I guess how. They were saying that he making Holly look bad because he got arrested. Okay. And he had got arrested for carrying a weapon, which trust I, I the the weapon was registered. I guess where was he? Was he in Detroit, Michigan? I don't know. He was somewhere, but the 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 weapon was registered. He went to jail. Um, but I guess they got the case thrown out, whatever the case may be. So he don't really have a record. And I guess people was mad that he got arrested and him being Holly boyfriend. And like, basically she's like uh, this princess and you making her look bad. And he was saying that his arrest was basically like, it was racist. He was saying because he had the license to carry or whatever he had. The gun was registered. He had a license for it. And I don't blame him. The way these rappers is getting shot down, I be carrying too. Take me to jail every time. 
And I mean, not even that. I just feel like if people are here and it's so they want to, you know, stand by the Second Amendment, and right. everyone, why not? Why is well, I feel like black people are only ones who are in the in the headlines for going to jail for carrying weapons, whether they're registered or not. Mm-hmm. It's it's our Second Amendment, right? So why are we gonna make this big thing about guns, like? Y'all want us to have guns. Let us have guns, especially if it's registered and legal. I mean, I feel it's. I know it's different in every state, and depending right. on with the gun. But I mean, like you only hear about, you know, minorities going to jail for carrying weapons illegally, and I'm like, do white people never, never go to jail for this? Right, and the thing, and the fact about it is, he wasn't carrying the weapon illegally. It was registered. He has a license. Right, y'all want us to carry guns so bad, so bad, y'all. Y'all want to keep the uh, Second Amendment down strong so bad. Right. What about while, while he, what, girl? Don't get me started. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, so that's the thing about it. They pick parts about it, and he was joking on some of the parts because people were just saying some outlandish stuff. Like, how does he make her look bad because he got arrested for that? It's not, and he was saying like, y'all try to depict me and make me feel like like make me out to be a thug like i'm not that mm. yeah that's that's the thing about being a, uh in the limelight and, and famous you know you can't do nothing without people taking what they want and then you know depicting it how they want on social media to talk bad about you i would never want to be famous for that reason alone no for real speaking of guns what do you think about that illinois law that coming that i guess got passed like the purge people are calling it the purge law what girl tell me about it i'm scared what (laughs) (laughs) okay so when i first heard about it and i had got some information on it that made me nervous and basically they were saying like people got 40 that they are gonna have like they basically got 48 hours if they commit a crime okay so basically they got rid of cash bail law right uh-huh so when i heard it the way the person who told me thought this means that basically there's no bail and the bill because cash bail um hold on let me see because they don't want people like using illegal drug money to get bailed out of for crimes no i guess um illinois um I guess what it is saying is like for people who can't afford to get out on bail because they don't have the money. It's called the Safety Act. Safety Act. And this is only in Illinois? Yeah, this they started in Illinois, so people are hoping like it don't come out here. But basically, so for these crimes, let me see, for the crimes... So, yeah, basically, the governor said that um, that um, sorry, that that it that it will put violent criminals back on the street. That's what people are scared of, because the safety act, I guess, goes for people who commit murder, drug, drug, um, drug arrest, like anything like that, basically you can get a bail on and like you don't it's no bail like you can just be back on the street basically and basically they were saying that you know after 48 hours 
that if they can't basically the thing with that was scaring people was 48 hours because the way it was brought to me was that in 48 hours like they got 48 hours just to do what they want to do they can kill woo 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 and they not gonna get charged for it or they can get out on bail and all this other stuff so i had to look it up because that was scaring me it just didn't make sense that somebody would pass that kind of law so when i looked at it they're saying that so it's supposed to begin January 2023, mm-hmm. where they abolish the fact that you need a bail. Now, yes, it do say 48 hours, okay? But they have 48 hours to prove that basically they have a reason to keep you. So it's like the first 48 to me, basically. Mm-hmm. They have to get all the information and all the evidence. To make sure that you can charge this person for this murder, for this crime. And if you can charge them, then they stay. But if in 48 hours you cannot charge them, you don't have the evidence, it's not a strong case, then yeah, they walk. I mean, I have a lot of questions about that because why would they even be getting arrested if they don't have any evidence in the first place? I mean, there's a lot of people. What's that boy that killed himself? And he got arrested, and he didn't even steal that backpack. And he went to um, he went to uh, Rikers Island, and they tortured oh, him. Didn't read about him. Um, so basically, you can get arrested for a crime, and if and then you go on bail until they you can get out on bail for four. Well, they got well. Basically, they can hold you for forty eight hours until they can prove. That you, without a reasonable doubt, you deserve to be held for this trial, this thing. But you know how, like, say you did a hit, say you killed somebody driving, right? You hit somebody, you killed them. Mm-hmm. And you know how, like, you you might have a bail, and your bail might be 40000 but you don't have enough to bail yourself out. This eliminates that. No, because... It- there's no like money you need to have to bail out. You can just bail out. But the, what people are not realizing is that the judge still has the the judge still has the authority to say he don't have no bail. This crime deserves no bail. You know, all this is all it's doing is getting rid of if you can have bail, then you don't have to pay for it. Okay, so yeah, I think that's very dangerous because if people are committing violent crimes and they have malicious intent to hurt someone and they didn't get the job done or if they know they're going to jail anyway and they're about to get their last killing on, this is their opportunity. So, um, But I get also the the double side of that is if they had the money to get out, they could still do the same thing. Um, So I I don't know what the reason would be doing with, with this... I don't they see they hoping they hoping that this is gonna bring down crime, but I don't see how that's gonna bring down crime, but okay. And to me, when I heard this and I really started reading, I said, you know who's gonna get screwed over by this? Black people. But the, they- judge, the judge still has the decision to say, no, his crime don't deserve bail. That's still in place. Also, it's not written out in this 
new law what type of crime is up to the judge's discretion no it is it is it's saying they have crimes that state like it said murder robbery oh. it was a bunch that was under this that could get the no cash bail thing. that's crazy I know but it's still up to the judge discretion on who is gonna get the bail Somebody here can commit a manslaughter murder with their vehicle and still get out on bail. They might be on house arrest, but they can still get out on bail. And then it could be somebody here who really, like, got caught shooting, doing a drive-by and don't have no bail. Mm. It's still murder. Yeah, that's very... yeah. I, I will. I would like to hear the arguments of both sides. I'm gonna have to do some research on that one. I felt like that was on California's. Uh, was it California or was our our local ballot back yeah, in 2020? Because I feel like I remember hearing about this on in in, in our county, right? Um, back in 2020, and I don't recall if it passed or not. I gotta do some research, and we have another election coming up. So, I mean, I, I want to see what's on the ballot. I haven't even looked at it. I need to go online and see what's going on. Right. <laughs> For real. Because that better not be on it. It's scary. I mean, that's what we really got to get up in these spaces. Um, mm-hmm. And legislation and law. Like, because they really try to make, like, they've been doing this for years, right? Making right. Law- to uh, make it harder for the minority um, to criminalize everything we do to, you know, it's, they, this has been going on since the beginning of time. No, for real. But yeah, that's scary. Um, Because when you say a purge, girl, I think my mind was somewhere else. But that's what they call it. They call it the purge law because they feel like, and, and these people mind, they feel like they're finna get away with murder. They people mm-hmm. is finna be doing what they can do. Like they got all this time because basically somebody brought it to me at first. They got forty eight hours before the police will even start looking for somebody. And I'm like, that don't even make sense. Yeah, I gotta do some research because it's 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 com- I don't know. And I want to see what the what was the one in LA, right? Website. Um, there's a website I go to whenever I uh, vote that tells me, like, in layman terms, just give it to me straight. <laughs> you know? <laughs> right. Who's trying to figure out what this doggone law, what does a yes mean? What does a no mean? But, right. But, yeah, girl, I'm going to have to look into that. But, um, yeah, so, I don't know. Speaking of racism, like, what do you have you ever experienced racism in your personal life of like personally towards you hmm. i feel like no i don't feel like i have experienced it personally towards me but i have experienced like Maybe like discrimination. Yeah, discrimination. Like when I go to a restaurant or something. Mm-hmm. The looks or the question. the wait the waitress act like they too good to serve you, or you standing there forever 
they gonna skip you, go to the white person, and ask them like, "Girl, you didn't just see me?" Yeah, that happens. Yeah, that's more. So that happens, I think, more often, especially in where we live in LA mm-hmm. County. Um, it's very subtle. And you know, one thing that annoys me when, when I feel like I'm being discriminated or some type of, you know, treated differently from like his the Hispanic culture, because right. I like, is you really, is you? <laughs> And they gon' but wait a minute, hold on now. You know, don't do that. <laughs> right. Like I literally um this past weekend, so I live in a kind of a apartment complex that's predominantly white Asian mm-hmm. um demographic. And so I feel like there might be another black family here. I feel like there is. I only see them in the parking lot. I don't know which one they live in, but like I never, there's just only, really only the white people come out, hang out in like the common areas, like the pool and everything like that. Okay. I got in the pool this past weekend with some friends and I brought my blow up um, floaties. Okay. And so we have a leasing office in the front where they work like my, from, you know, nine to five, they come and check out. They So one of the ladies who work in there, mind you, uh-huh. live here. Um, it's, it's, you know, the city of Torrance, so right. it's pricey. Um, but I feel like the people who, who work in the offices, you know, like I want them to have a little, I feel like most of them are just, I think all of them are Hispanic. All the people, all the women who work in the, in the leasing office, even the maintenance people, mm-hmm. they're Hispanic. And, um, so I'm in the pool. It was me and my two friends were obviously all black and there was like an Asian lady and her kids um, in there as well. And one of the lady, one of the people in the leasing office comes out and she comes to me only and she says, um, do you live here? Do you have, no, she said, do you have your your key card? Because we have to have these little key, it's like a little thing on our keychain that mm-hmm. that, you know, like, our, like a pass. If okay. we're in recreational areas, they may want to check it. I've never ever used the pool before. Like during the daytime, I've always kind of went to the jacuzzi toward the evening where they probably already gone. So okay. she comes out and she asks me, um, she's like, oh, there's no floaties in the pool and there's no drinking. We were we all had like cups um in the pool too. It was hot. Right. So she's like, Oh yeah, and do you have your um your pass? I was like, Oh yeah, it's over there on the table with my keys. You can go check it. Uh, I'm not getting out of the pool though. So she was like, um, "Okay, um, but what's your what's your name?" And I oh. her my name, and she said, "Okay." So we took we got out we took out we took the little floaties out, put the drinks down, and I told her I said, "Yeah, my name is Michelle, whatever." But if you want to go check my keys, they over there on the on the table with my stuff. And I was like, "I don't have to get out the pool, do I? It's just right there. You can go look at my keychain." She said, oh, no, don't worry. I'll, I'll just check you. I'll just go look on this in the system. And in the moment, I didn't think to say, like, are you going to go ask that Asian lady? You know, I didn't even think to ask. I think I would. it just happened so fast. Right. I just wanted, to, I just wanted her to get out of my face. And she walked away. She went to go check, whatever. And then, so I was talking to my friends. I was like, Y'all know why she did that, right? And we all looked at each other like, yeah, we know what that was. And so I was like, now I thought about it. I was like, wait, why shouldn't go ask that lady? Did she mm-hmm. 
Then he got out of the window. Maybe she asked him earlier. I didn't I didn't want to make a big deal initially. Right. I was like, oh, I asked her earlier before you came out. I didn't, didn't want to be like made to look stupid. So right. I said, oh, because then when she came back out, for whatever reason she came back out, I said, Oh, did you did you check me? Did you see what, what building I was in? She was like, Yeah, 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 I saw you. You're good, you're good. And I was like, Do she do that all the time? Like, do they always come out and just ask everybody in the pool? Where's your key thing? No, they don't. No, you know they don't. So I definitely felt some type of way. But the thing about it, I walk past that front office all the time when I'm walking my dog. Right. Back where I live, and I come back through the front, and I walk past it all the time. They see me. They see my dog. So I don't know if she just don't pay attention or if she just was like, well, who are these other two black girls I know who don't, who don't live? I don't know. Right. But definitely made me feel like... I'm like, don't don't do that. <laughs> Why are you trying to regulate and police the pool when you probably can't even afford to live here? Like this is where my went, and it's probably <laughs> but <laughs> it wasn't right. And I'm like, why are you trying to be? I feel like you're discriminating. You're discriminating against me, and for what? Because the white folks who you trying to do it on behalf of, trying to get your people out of here. So right, that's how I think when I see like Hispanics or you know. And do things like that. I'm like, y'all need to chill because we got the same struggle a little bit. Right. And I'm back down. <laughs> so, right. And there has also been other situations where I remember I went to I went camping with some friends and this have you heard of Kern County? Yeah. So it's very white, you know, but it's they have a little camping grounds. And we went to a restaurant like on the local campgrounds or close by. It was like a real real white diner okay so i walked in it was like me and like five other friends it's so sweet six deep right black okay. it's like when we walked in the music stopped like it was like <laughs> oh no like everybody dropped their they, uh forks and looked up and I, <laughs> okay i like have they never seen black people and they was just like in awe. They were in awe. Like I felt like there was no black people in the town. And then this one, um, I had walked past, you know, the people to go to the restroom. And I, one of the older white guys that says, "Are you, um, are you famous?" Or he's something crazy. What? I was like, no. Girl. <laughs> Sat there and we ate too. We they they made us sit outside. What? Actually, it was kind of it was kind of crowded, but still, I do. Uh, it was weird. I thought they, they wanted us to be outside. They probably didn't want us to be on the inside. Um, but I, it just was weird, and I just was like, this is that was what twenty maybe sixteen twenty that was twenty fifteen maybe, and I don't know. I just always feel like I think about what I want to I want to move to like Texas or, you know, some. And so I'm like, I can't, I can't really deal with it here. What I'm gonna do if I'm out there? What a real, real race. They real races. Speaking of that, there was a, um, there was a guy or whatever. Um, he was in an interracial relationship, and it was somewhere in the south. I don't know if it was like Georgia. Uh, yeah, it was Georgia actually. It wasn't in Atlanta, but it was a part of Georgia. Mm-hmm. And basically, um. Him and his girl went to um, Taco Bell to get some food. And I guess 
there was a group of white men or whatever there and they was like taunting them calling her an n-word lover and all that other stuff and then they left and then the white people shit like basically followed them in this pickup truck and was trying to run them off the road like coming into their lane like doing the most so the black guy is fearing for his life he shoots at the car then I think they shoot back and then he shoots back and then he hit he kills a 17 year old white girl in their car and then now he got manslaughter and sentenced 10 years dang just trying to live another day because they was being hunted that's crazy right and I just thought that was like out of control like why would you give this man 10 years for these all he was trying to do was save his life and his girl's life girl we already know the answer to that right terribly sad and it's like we really can't do nothing we this is i feel like we are not at home we're never safe like we could just be there's every everything that we can do while black can be our lives can be threatened mm-hmm. right being in my household minding my business with my doors locked i can I'm, I'm i could be a victim right right now you know based on what has already happened to other people right and it's really sad it because just like there's no recourse no matter what we do you know, we're, we're hated, you know, we are hated people. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. We have to find ways to, you know, live in this world, knowing that it might not ever go away. And I think the scary thing for me is having children and raising children and like have to teach my kids about it. Like, I know you have kids, you have four kids. I don't have any yet. Right the idea of having that talk with my children. Have you had that talk with your kids about racism and what it's like to be a black adult in America? Yeah, I mean, I have all types of talks with my kids and that's one major one and how to act with the police is like crazy that you have to have these kind of talks with them, but you do because you don't have the privilege to get an attitude like a white person do with the police. That's crazy. That privilege, right? It is a privilege to be able to express your emotions to another individual without the fear of having your life taken away. Right. Yeah, that's tough. It reminds me of that movie. I don't know if you've seen it. The Hate You Give. Have you seen that movie? No, I just, uh, yeah, no, I, I, no. Well, I watched it because it was a book first. It was a really good book. with the author but it's a black female author uh write the book from one of my book clubs and then they came out in theaters um Issa Rae is in it um a few actors right that we know and love Regina Hall plays the mom um but pretty much so it's called the hate you give right and that's the acronym for thug life right we know what thug life's you know spelled out on Tupac he taught us what that meant right and um, the movie starts out like the beginning credit, the beginning scene is like a father, the, the parents at the table teaching, they have like three children, all different ages, mm-hmm. you know, 
I want to say maybe like 10 and up, um, teaching them how to respond to um, if they ever were pulled over by a cop or dressed by a cop, how they should react and how they should respond. And they're, they have to recite what the next step needs to be. And then he also has them like memorize like the Black Panthers declarations or something. I don't know. But I just thought the, the movie was a really good movie. It really was. It, it's one of those mm-hmm. Black pain movies at the end of the day, you know, because it does right. bring up, you know, feelings of, you know, it's just the realness that we live we live with. Mm-hmm. But it was, it was a, I think it was a good movie depicted about how someone can be doing something so innocent, lose their life. And then it was like a protest and the girl had to decide if she wanted to, uh, like testify, witness, you know, her right. friend down, and then the the whole politics of police and how they can intimidate you to not, you know, testify. It was it was a really good movie. I think they did a good job with that. But I think that it's just scary, you know, raising yeah. black kids, especially black boys, right? When we have this going on. But I mean, we've been the years. <laughs> Right, but but it's still it's scary. Yeah, I guess uh, you know what my brother says at the other day that just makes so much sense. Like God don't give us nothing that we can't handle. Yeah, but we we definitely need Him because I can't do it on my own, child. I feel like if I didn't my life, it would be so much harder. It, for real, I'd be ready to throw in a towel. You no, know? for real. So um, having knowing something's bigger than me and um, that I'm not, I don't have to be in control. I think that is my saving grace because if I felt like this, this world was all that I had to look forward to, mm-hmm. judging, that <laughs> that, true. Like this is this is my life, and at, at, when I die, that's it. No, I know that this is not my home. I know that this is not it. This is. You know, we're spiritual beings, you know, having a body for a temporary moment. So I think that definitely gives me hope because I feel like Black people, we've already been through hell. (laughs) For real. We've already been through hell. For real. I said, you know, we got to push through for sure because I think we are very strong people. um, And we've definitely gone through so much um I, I'm inspired by our people you know I think that's also gives me hope to know where I come from which right or so it's to be for us to learn to to appreciate you know our heritage our culture um but unfortunately we don't get taught that you know in schools we kind of got to learn our own way and like, I never really got taught about Black culture or Black excellence, you know? No. In high school. And no. they're trying to take it out of schools with um, this whole drama about critical race theory. They want to take it out of the schools. You know, there's arguments for and against it. Um, what do you think about that? I think that's a bunch of bull. First of all, it's already... So, my kids used to go to a, a primary, uh, pri- look, why well, I can't speak, 
they used to go to where there was mostly Hispanics. Okay. And I had a real issue because I talked to my kids and they were telling me when Black History Month come up that they don't even talk about anything. There was nothing. Mm. And I was just coming to think about it. There wasn't even no Black History program. Mm. And that upset me because you do have Black people who go to this school. And even if you don't, shouldn't you teach that? It's like history repeats itself if you don't allow, if you don't um, educate. Right. Yeah, we definitely, we. I think we already do a poor job with it already. Right. And want to take away the little bit, you know, from the, the history books and just not talk about it at all because they don't want to, when I say they, you know, I'm talking about white, you know, they don't, they don't want their young white children growing up thinking that they come from a bad, you know, history of, 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 you know, their ancestors, how they treated us. But the fact of the matter is, it's, it's, it's facts. That is how we started the country. That right. That's what we went through. Civil rights movement, not even civil rights, even like when you see how other cultures and races were oppressed. Mm-hmm. You know, I think all important, like you said, we don't learn how to stop it and educate ourselves on how it happened. We are doomed to repeat itself so, you know, I definitely think it should be taught and no one should be getting their feelings hurt. <laughs> right. It's just it's crazy to me. It's just like, okay, just like with Pearl Harbor, right? Mm-hmm. We all knew about Pearl Harbor. Oh, they bombed us. They bombed us. They did this. They did that, right? Mm-hmm. But nobody wants to talk about how badly white America treated Japanese after that. Mm. The Japanese that was still in America got treated horribly after the uh, after Pearl Harbor. Mm-hmm. I will have to say, I saw I can really appreciate the film industry and movies because if it wasn't for movies that you know depict stories that happened, right? You know, sometimes people wouldn't even know to go research on their own or even know about it. Like I think a lot of the things that I learned about you know, history, I saw it in a movie first and realized that was a true story. Let me go, let me look that up. Right. Teach these things. I think the extent of, and we had like social studies and world history. Because mm-hmm. like, then when you, I didn't learn about American history, U.S. history, so I got to college. And even then, it wasn't really, it didn't really talk about the atrocities, you know, that, that right. happened. Which like you? How do you go around that? Because that that is the foundation of how we started. You know, it was theft. It was it was rape. It was it was murder. It right. Was a lot of craziness going on. So they will. You know, I think I heard someone say, someone mentioned like you know we have to start buying up books. You know, we as black people are minorities. We need to start buying books and, and, and keeping and hoarding books because they're gonna try at, at some point to start eliminating books. Right. Have is the internet and they're gonna start do, deleting it off. You know, you know how they can they can't control right. it. You find online. Right. 
but we should start, you know, getting our textbooks and keeping that because one day, you know, generations way after us may not have access to truth. And I thought that could be, that could very well be true. Like they could do that if they wanted to. Very scary. It is. That's where we live in, yo. The racism, I don't think, is going nowhere. But I think, you know, we, we just got to kind of lead with love. You know, mm-hmm. it's hard as a Christian knowing, you know, God says to love all and to make, you know, disciples of all nations, right? So right. the premises of, of Christian is, you know, to lead with love and to, to even love our enemies, which is extremely hard and you cannot be done without without Jesus like that is the foundation of everything so I think that keeps me you know that be still (laughs) being still in my spirit and be still know that I'm God um and just kind of like because you you see so much on tv you see so much on social media every day Mm -hmm, you do from that because it can mess with my spirit but I think what what helps me kind of brain it in is knowing that God's in control and you know he said that he will avenge it's not my job to try to because sometimes I get in that place where I'm just like I want to fight hate this fate because but it's not my it's not my job it's like right I said he will avenge no I feel you because they'll take you there it, especially if a Karen come my way I don't know how godly I'm going to be it's going to be a hard thing yeah, I'll be praying to God. Please don't test me with that. Oh man, yeah, it's so many situ- I, I, situations that I see, and I'm like, oh, what would I do if it were me? You know, and it's easy to say what we would do. Mm-hmm. Those shoes, you don't know how you might how a reflex could happen, or you might <laughs> that have happened to you and do nothing. I don't know. I can't. Right. I would do you know even knowing that I'm a Christian and I would like to say I I would handle it the most professional Christian way you know but at the end of the day I'm 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 flawed I'm I'm human Mm. and so yeah God's still working on me so I know I I know I won't yeah Lord be with us all (laughs) right for real right I think this was a definitely, you know, a necessary conversation. Mm-hmm. Some hard topics that people like to shy away from, but you know, we got to keep it real because definitely it'd be like that. Like this, like the podcast is called, right? It definitely be like sometimes. Yeah. So, thank you guys for listening. We definitely appreciate all of our listeners. Hopefully you can definitely let us know what you guys thought about this sh- this episode. Um, and hopefully you guys are dealing with this situation the best way you guys can, but definitely educate yourself and right. leave with love. Please leave with love because that's all we can do. And sometimes we just got to know that what others do to us, you know, it's not always best to get back with revenge and God can do it better than we can. Mm-hmm. That's what I just hold on to sometimes. <sighs> but the reflex will come sometimes, and it that's okay too. You know, <laughs> that's why we that's why we can repent. Amen. Amen. Man. 
All right, child. We'll be back in two weeks. Peace. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs>